Hallelujah. Glory. What you discover is that when you're grateful and thankful, you can't be complaining at the same time. <laughs> and if you're complaining and fussing, you can't be grateful and thankful. Hallelujah. So somebody to just to say thank you. Nobody say, Lord, I bless you. Lord, in spite of all that life has thrown at me, you've been good. Give God some praise in the house. Give God some praise at home. Hallelujah. We are continuing on in our series. We are trying to wrap it up, but God keeps on showing me more. So as he showed me more, I'm going to give you more. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We are coming out of the Amplified Classic, and we are reading Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. Hallelujah. Let us read. So that we who first hoped in Christ, who first put our confidence in him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. Three times Ephesians talk about that all of us are really to the praise of his glory. In, in him, you also have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, the gospel of your salvation and have believed in adhered to and relied on him that is Christ and were stamped, hallelujah, with the seal, hallelujah, of the long promise, Holy Spirit. Glory to his name. That spirit, Holy Spirit, is the guarantee of our inheritance. That is that which is going to come. Amen. It's the first fruit. The pledge is a foretaste, which means it just keeps getting better. Hallelujah. The down payment on our heritage. We haven't seen anything yet. Hallelujah. In anticipation of his full redemption of our acquiring the complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. Say that with me. To the praise of his glory. Now give God some praise. Father, even now, pour out. Lord, pour out. Lord, pour out. Hide me behind your Shekinah glory and allow your word become a rhema word in each of our lives. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we are dealing with this, the topic of we are to the praise of his glory. The thought I want to leave to you today is only Christ has the mirror of who you are. 
Only Christ has the mirror of who you are. Let me ask you a question. Who are you looking at to give you a picture of who you really are? <laughs> are you looking at how many likes you got on social media? Have you formed an image of yourself that's really not of yourself, but it's an idol? It's an image. Are you allowing the past of what something was done or, or what somebody said or experiences in your life to define who you are? I, I wonder whose voice are you listening to? Who is defining what you think about yourself? What is the image that you have in your mind? Can, can I share with you that, that before God saved you, he already had an image of what he wanted you to be. He already had you in mind. May, may, I, may I share with you that God doesn't see you as where you are. He sees where he has called you to be. And it's up to each of us to press through, press forward, to become what God says we are. I hear people all the time, that's not me. You don't know who you are. And, and Satan is an expert at confusing us, hindering us, because we had adopted images and identities that God never said. In the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing God asked them is, number one, where are you? Because you are not in the place where I left. You're out of alignment. You're out of position. Where are you? God knew where they were, but he wasn't just talking about location. He's talking about thinking. He's talking about what they thought about themselves. You are no longer under my covering. You have left where I had you covered. I didn't leave you. You left me. Can I share with you? I, I, you know, we, 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 we made the tree of sin an uh, apple tree, but there's not too many apple trees in Israel. <laughs> we have Americanized that story and, and we have we have we have we have we have made it seem like that there was an apple. But but even though scripture don't tell us many thoughts, theologians believe it was a fig tree. Why a fig tree? Because figs is like candy on a tree. <laughs> and the leaves are big enough that you can sew them together. 
is a palm tree, really, and the leaves are big enough that you can sew them together, they will cover you. May, may I ask you a question? Now, don't raise your hand. What are you covering yourself with? Because when God is not covering us, when we're not finding our identity from him, something is going to become our identity and we're going to begin to build an image that God has not called us to be. And all of us been there. And I believe in all of our life, God has to tear down idols and images and identities that he hasn't called us to be. We are looking into the wrong mirror. We are looking in the mirror of our own ideas. There's at least four voices. Who told you you were naked? <laughs> Whose voice are you listening to, Adam and Eve? Listen, there's the voice of Satan. There, 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 there's a voice, your own voice. There's a voice of, of the world. And there's the voice of the past. And if, and if, and if God is not speaking, if, if you're not open to the heart of God, you, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, we're groping in darkness because the only light there is is God. So, so if God is not defining to us, listen, religion can be darkness. You, you can be religious and not saved. You can be religious and not walking in fellowship with God and think you're good. I mean, a personal relationship with God where, where God puts you in check. When's the last time you've been put in check by God? Constantly in the relationship with God, there ought to be where God is bringing us to a place. Lord, forgive me. Oh, I'm sorry. Lord, I didn't know. When's the last time truth, true personal illumination has blown you away? Not just a random reading of the words. I did it. I did my duty. But when the word jumped up and grabbed you and spoke to you and showed you you. Well, my brothers and sisters, watch this, watch this, watch this. If God started with our end in mind, then we're not there yet. Though it's in us, he is still working out of us the deliverance of walking in fellowship with him. He is, you, you are still becoming who you are. You know what, you know what I find out? That, that the more we become, the more free you are. When you, when you begin to know who God says you are, it don't matter who else says you are. But what, what, what happens is that, that when God gives, says this is who you are, he gives you the ability to walk in it because it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when, and when you begin to walk in that, 
from everybody else. How can I say this? I'm just going to say, listen, sometimes your closest family and friends don't want you to be set free because they are dependent on you being in bondage. Oh, oh, listen, listen, listen. It's going to cost you something to walk in freedom and knowing who you are. Because other people want to put you in their box to make you who they want you to be. But is that what God called you to be? Look at Ephesians chapter 210. He says, he said, we are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship. His, his own master work, a work of art created in Christ. Show me the picture. Show me the picture. You've seen this picture, but I want to go into more detail into this statue. The, when you are born again, the inside of you becomes the crystal part. Notice what's happened. It's lit up. You know why it's lit up? It's lit up with the presence and the character of Christ. You know what we try to do? We try to make the black part, the iron part, which is the old man, we try to make that act Christian. Listen, dark cannot be light. And, and many times what God says is, says, what is the source? Not, not what you do. What source did it come from? Because if you do good from dark, it's still dark. Lord, I preach for you. Lord, I heal many people for you. And the Lord said, depart from me. Not that you didn't do that, but I never knew you never had a relationship with me. You never let me come in. You was religious, but not saved. God is not, God is not looking for religious people. He's looking for people that have humbled themselves under his mighty hand and is allowing him to have, now, now I'm going to say a cuss word to us, Control. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. I just cussed in church. Control. Surrender. To humble ourselves. Not my will, but your will. Be done. My brothers and sisters, from the dark part comes lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. From the part that is born again, our born again spirit, if you are born again, is faith, expectation, and love. You know what? When you, when you split those, those six up, when you look at what, where this coming from, Am I doing this with faith? Am I doing this with an expectation from God? Am I doing it out of love? Because if what we do 
Because the heart of the matter is the heart. If God doesn't have our hearts, he don't have us. He don't need your righteousness because he is righteous. <laughs> he don't need your, your goodness because without him there is no good. But what he wants to flow from is our hearts. In, in, in 2 Corinthians 3, he, Paul was writing to the church of Corinth, and he says, you are my letter. Not written in black and white ink, but written in the spirit. Let me ask you, do people, when they meet you, do they sense Christ? Is there a spiritual fragrance on you that make people want to be around you? Is there such a covering that folks would say, if, 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 if you're walking in Christ, make you like that, I want to walk with him too. See, that's deeper this Sunday morning. God, 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 I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. No, I take that back. I love to say it. God wants to take over. <laughs> he just wants to take over. Watch this in Isaiah 43. Watch this in Isaiah 43, verse 10 and 12. He says, it says in my verse, it says this, it says, everyone who is called by my name, he says, you have my name on you. You are my representative. So, so when people see you, they ought to meet me. So you know how high of a calling that is? Do you recognize how, how, how big of a responsibility that is? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Some of y'all are going to go out to dinner after church. The, the waiter that's going to wait on you, when, when, they, when they come to your table, I can stop right there. Because they said that, 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 that many times, they don't want a group that looked like they came from church. They're the most demanding. They're the most dissatisfied. And they tend Hold on. Dressed up. Jody Sharp. Not like we came from church. Talk about how, how, maybe we're talking about how he preached. And then they're waiting on us and they're saying, do anybody want to take that table because I don't want to go back. My name is on you. My name is on you. I, I entrusted you with my name and my spirit. And you're going to represent me? Hold on, let's go on. Let's go on. 43, 
Verse 10, he said, he said, he said, he said whom I created in my, for my glory. He's talking about the, 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 he's talking about the statue, the inward part that is glowing is, he said, I created that. It's amazing if you read this, he says, he says, verse 10. He said, he said, well, I created you. He said, then he goes on to say this. He says, he says, he says, he says, I created you for who I formed. And when you go into the Hebrew, he says, I am squeezing you. I am shaping you. I am molding you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought that after I accepted Jesus, it's over with. He said, no, I created you then. He said, but now, I got to mold you. I got a question. Is anybody in here being molded and it don't feel good? Is anybody feel like they're going through the crushing and it don't feel good? And you wonder why you're going through what you're going through because God said, when I saved you, that was just the beginning because now I got to mold you. See, and, and many times I said, hold on, hold on, no, let's not stop here. Because, because, because in order for the process to be the process, no. you have to yield to the molding process. And instead of fighting God, you just say, well, I surrender. Until we allow him to, 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 to mold us. Hold on, then, then he says, after he, after he says, I mold you, there's another word. He says, he says, he says, and, and after I mold you, I made. In the Hebrew, what this means is this. Now I'm going to put you, I'm going to fashion you. I, I, I'm ready to display you. I'm ready to, 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 now, 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 now there is a showing. It, it is the, it is, it is the potter who, the potter the, who, who is molding the clay and he molds it, then he, then he glazes it, then he put it in the heat, even before he glazes it, he put it in the fire and then he glazes it, then he put it in the fire again and only until, well, well why are you doing that? He said, because we are his witnesses. Wow. Witness means more than just your mouth. Right. Yes, sir. It means our life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what I'm learning, the higher your purpose, yes, sir. the greater your struggle gonna be. Yes, sir. What I'm learning is that when God has great purpose, he can't bring you out until you are further along in the process. Because well, he has to be able to trust us with his glory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We run around our whole lives trying to find who we are, what our purpose is, and don't go to God, who is our creator. Not, not, I mean, not just, well, who else? No, I mean, lay out before him. Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, I mean, bring ourselves to humble ourselves before him. Because let me, let me just, I, I had a, a bag last week and I put my hand in, it was nothing in the bag. <laughs> my, my, my question is, God is trying to take us and teach us from one degree to the next degree. You know what I found out? You become what you look at. Let me explain. I counsel people, and then some of the counselors, I, I, I be telling people, and they say, I, I, I refuse to forgive my mama. I refuse to forgive my daddy. And, and, and I, I, I don't know why they were the way they was. And I show them scripturally that they need to forgive. And they say, I refuse to. And they are becoming just like. Know why they are becoming just like because they keep on looking yeah. at what they did yeah. Yeah. and what they wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and all the time, the more they keep looking in that direction, mm-hmm. they become just and worse. So can, can I ask you, who, who are you looking at? Oh, Terry, is that a mirror? Yeah. Can, can, can I see that mirror? Can I borrow it yeah. for a minute? I meant to stop at the store and get a mirror. I, I'm scared to look at me, but when you look at you. <laughs> Who's your mirror? What are you really looking at when you evaluate your life and ask the question, who am I? Because we all ask that question. Well, what, what do you see? Because, because can, 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 I, can I be honest with you? Most of our mirrors is like those mirrors in the, in the house of mirrors that is distorted. <laughs> it really doesn't show the true picture of who we are. You know, one mirror shows you short, it shows you tall, it shows you skinny, it shows you wise. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we go to the mirror, we like the best. I like this mirror. Yes. <laughs> but scripture tells us there's a mirror that won't lie to you. Scripture says that that, that, that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, now that the veil has been removed off your eyes, verse 17, he said, now you have been, in, in, the, the Greek says, you have been incapacitated, you have been set free, you, you are being liberated, that, you, that have you bound can't keep you no more, but watch this, your spirit has been renewed and set free, but now we have to renew our minds to catch up what has happened in our spirit. <laughs> Emancipated, set free by the power of Christ because he defeated sin. He defeated the devil. In my spirit, I'm free. But if I don't believe I'm free, I am what I think. Yes, 
did you know it takes discipline to renew your mind? Do you know that, that you, you are no more powerful than your thinking? And if you are in bondage in your thinking, all of you are in bondage. Elephant at a circus. And his chain, his back leg is chained up. The stake is in the ground. And this big sucker, <laughs> this powerful, shut your mouth, who can pull down trees. It feels a little tug on his leg and says, Well, I guess I can't go nowhere. And everybody else says, Oh, yes, you can. Oh, no, I can't. But why can't you? Don't you see this chain on me? Don't you know this chain been on my leg since I was small? Well, you're not small no more. The only way we can begin to recognize what Christ has done is the word in you. Sometimes, 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 we got to say the word over and over. You know, you know, you know, say it to yourself. It's amazing that, that here God says to Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, he said, he said, keep the word in your mouth. Keep saying it, Joshua. Don't turn to the right or left of it. And he said, and nobody will be able to stand up against you. He said, I will bring you good success. I am with you. Now, now when Joshua does, when he go back to the camp, this is what he tells them. He said to them, don't open your mouth. I said, why? Well, well why are they walking? He said, don't, don't say nothing. Don't use your voice. You know why Joshua says that? He says that because he remembered what happened to their parents. That God said, you can. They said, we can't. God said, I'm with you. But they said, they're giants. God said, but I'm God. I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one that drowned Pharaoh. I'm the one that opened up the Red Sea. And you're going to tell me no. You know what? The same God that brought you this far is the same God that's going to carry you all the way. The same God that did it back there is the same God that can do it in the future. Has God been good to you? Has God healed you? Has God brought you? Has God worked miracles for you? Has God worked things out for you? If he did it then, he's able to do it now. Don't look at you. Look at him. Don't look at it. Look at him. Don't look at them. At some point, God is saying, I will bless you more, but
but you're looking in the wrong direction. Can I help us? We look according to our talk. And our talk indicates how we look. Ain't that never happened to me but negative things. If it wasn't for negative things, wouldn't nothing happen to me. And the kids are running around. There's some generational things you should have broke a long time ago. I'm careful about my grandchild. Because I recognize the responsibility of passing down anything I haven't conquered. How can I say this? Say it. We fuss about our kids and many times it's our fault. Not all the time. But hold on. If you not walking right, why you expect them to walk right? How's your mirror now? That's what it's, 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 it's looking on to Jesus, looking at him through his word, through prayer. If you keep looking, he becomes clearer. Did you hear that? Watch this. And, and the more he becomes clear, the more light shines on us to let us know there's things we need to let go of. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How much time I got? No one I'm scared of. I'm not scared of much. I've never been scared of much. People say I'm crazy. I probably am. But I'm scared of standing before my Savior. and have disappointed him with what I know he told me to take care of. Now, y'all don't hear me. I said, it's not that we don't know. We don't want to. Hold on, hold on, let me go, let me go deeper. Let me, let, me, let me just close it out. It ain't no sense. Let's, let's, let's. See, he's not showing you, and he tells Israel, that was amazing, this, this is what he said to them. He said, I have not asked you to do anything that's too hard for you. I've only given you the very next step. Sometimes I want God to show me everything. Yes, sir. Yes, you know, I, I want God to show me the end from the beginning. Yeah. He, he said, "You can't take that." Yes, but but you know what he does? Even when trying to plan things for him, he shows me the very next step. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
come together in a meeting and we're planning some things. And, and, and in the meeting, all we take is just the very next step. You know why he does that? Because if he don't keep us dependent, we're going to run over him. You know what he wants from us in our own personal life? He ain't asking for all that. He'll show you the very next step. And watch this. And will help you take it. It's amazing. If we're just willing to take the next step, keep your eyes on it and take the very next step and wait on it till it shows you the next step. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The next step is contingent. I'm taking the first step. <laughs> and if you take the first step, he'll give you the next step. Hallelujah. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I just made a move. I just moved from there to here. And when you take that step, he'll show you the very next step. And if you trust him and praise him and thank him, he'll give you the very next step. I don't know if you saw that, but I'm getting closer to where he has called me to be. I'm getting closer to his glory. Matter of fact, you may not have known this, but some stuff fell off. The stuff that was back there was left there. Why? Because I took the very next step. Is there anybody in the house that's taking the very next step? It's not too hard. It's not beyond what you can do. Because he gives you the power, the strength, and even the desire to take the very, the very next step. Ain't God awesome? Ain't God marvelous? Isn't he awesome the way he works with us? He know us. So he don't give us too much. He gives us the very next step. Wait a minute. Let me go back. When I took that one step, he became clear. I know him better. As I take another step, oh, I didn't know he was this good. I thought he was good back there, but he's even better right here. Oh, I thought I loved him back there, 
but I love him even more right here. So I'm encouraged to take the next step. Because if he's that good back there, he's even better right here. Is there anybody? Is there anybody that wanna take the next step? Is there anybody wanna chase and see that our Lord is good? He's better at the next. Just the next. Just one more step. You have to worry about well, down the road. Well, just be obedient yes, in the very next step. And watch him. Watch and see what he does. Watch and see if he won't show up. Watch and see what he won't show out. Watch him and see what he won't, what won't come in. Watch him and watch him be good. I don't know why we have made this so difficult when God has made it so easy. He's for us. He's not against us. He loves us. He, he's holding back nothing because he gave it all when he gave his son. He gave everything when he gave Jesus. And he did that for you, for me, for us. And all he wants is for each of us in each of our individual journey. See, I can't worry about you. I got to take my own step. To take the very next step. The number 451-31, if you are alive, you can call that number and a minister will call you back to minister to you. I hope you know Jesus. I pray you know Jesus. He is the best thing that will ever happen to you in your life. Amen. I promise you, because there's nobody better. There's nothing better. I tried a whole lot of things, but the best thing that ever happened to me is Jesus. And it gets better with each step. Oh! Oh! that good. For those in the house, there will be ministers out there in the best of you. If you just want prayer, if, if you want prayer for the next step, if you don't know Jesus, they will talk with you. If you want to join this church, they will talk with you. It's Jesus. It's relationship with you, not religion. You can be the, the, the most religious person in the world and bust 